Welcome to Camdeners, the official podcast for the Camden Clean Air Initiative with me, Jeffrey Young. In this podcast, we get to know and discover the lives of Camdeners, those special individuals shaping the unique and vibrant culture of the borough of Camden. Today, we're here in the studio with Emily Robbins, who's the Public Engagement Coordinator at the Francis Crick Institute. Welcome, Emily. Hi, thank you so much for having me on here today. I'm delighted to be here. Okay, well, perhaps a bit of background about yourself. Yeah, of course. So my work background is mainly museums and heritage and more specifically museum learning. So working with like families and children. I've worked with teams at the Barber Institute of Fine Arts, the Commonwealth War Graves Commission, the Science Museum and more recently the National Army Museum. Um, like I said, I worked a lot with families, but I'm really passionate about making people feel welcome in a space, relaxed, feeling like it's a place for them, that they are allowed to be there, they deserve to be there, that it's right for them. Great. I can see that you're the public engagement coordinator for the Crick Institute. What does that mean and what's your day-to-day job look like? So as the public engagement coordinator, I'm part of the public engagement team, but I actually support three different streams of work. So community engagement, events and exhibitions. Um, I applied for the role because although I loved working with family audiences, I really wanted to expand my remit a little bit and get into more like sort of working with the community as well as sort of adult audiences. But recently my work has been focused quite heavily on the exhibition side of things because our new exhibition, Cut and Paste, opened quite recently on the 11th of February. Oh, I want to get into that in a minute. Cut <laughs> and paste. Let's get back to that in a minute. Yeah. But um, so what are some of the community engagement initiatives that you get involved in? We have a dedicated community engagement team as part of the CRIC and we work on programmes to improve health and well-being in the area and to working to reduce sort of health inequality like Summers Town, which is part of our one mile radius around the CRIC, is one of the most sort of deprived wards in Camden. Um, so part of this work involves us sort of working with the Living Centre, which is like a community facility which is funded and attached to the CRIC. And there's loads of cool stuff going on there from kind of like support with jobs jobs to language classes, all sorts of different initiatives and things. But also the CRIP runs something called the Community Chess. So organisations that, you know, work in the borough within that one mile radius of the CRIC are able to apply for funding for different community projects. So recently we funded something called the Kindness Project, which kind of gives toys to children in the borough at Christmas, as well as like your bike project, lots of different things. Um, I think we funded about 250 projects kind of since its inception, which is really cool oh wow all the things i'm learning that i never <laughs> knew and this is what this podcast is all about so what kind of events do you host Oh, there is all sorts going on. So recently we've had like our science on screen program where we've been kind of having like film screenings that connect sort of researchers with people with lived experience of the condition that the scientist is kind of working on, as well as like community figures to have a sort of panel discussion. So recently we had one and we showed Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and we had kind of like 
<laughs> brain researchers, um, people from the charity Headway, which works with survivors of acquired brain damage, kind of all in conversation discussing like, you know, if you could only keep one memory, what would you keep? So that was really interesting. Um, I'm currently working on a new event series called Sip of Science. And the idea is that our scientists are popping up in the gallery space and kind of talking to the public about the themes in our new exhibition, Cut and Pace, which is all about genome editing and kind of, if you could edit your DNA, would you? And where do you draw the line? And we found with our previous exhibition, um, which was all about kind of cancer and cancer research, that scientists could be working on cancer research, but had never actually met someone that was, you know, had lived experience of cancer. And they found that this was like really beneficial to their research, but also just quite like a great eye-opening experience to have this like two-way dialogue. So with Sip of Science, you can come get a token for a hot drink and have a chat with a scientist. And I like the idea is that both parties can really bring something to the conversation. Amazing. Wow, bringing lots of stakeholders together for the greater benefit of humanity, it seems. Yeah, well, that's, that's a little bit of what we're trying to do. Excellent. <laughs> Okay, and, and exhibitions themselves. Yeah. So what's the current exhibition? Oh, yes. So Cut and Paste, it's all about genome editing, which is a technology that over 80% of the labs use at the Crick. And it's kind of a technique where you can sort of edit a bit of DNA, take something out or put it in, as it were. Um, and people use this for lots of different reasons. And it's really exciting, interesting technology. But before I worked at the Crick, I hadn't really heard of it. It sounded really like sci-fi, a little bit scary to me. But it's kind of like, it's been going on for a long time. It's sort of the next big thing almost. So we wanted to have this exhibition so everyone could be part of the conversation about, you know, this technology has an enormous potential for good, but how should we be using it? Why should we be using it? what's right, what's wrong, kind of bringing everyone together to have that conversation. And is that something the public can just arrive and yeah, actually... Yeah, yeah. So the exhibition is open Wednesday to Saturday. We're open late on Wednesdays till 8 o'clock. Um, but the rest of the week, well, Thursday to Saturday, we're open 10 till 4. So and anyone can come in, just drop in. We've got some really cool sort of like vinyls outside the building that sort of guide you where you need to go. So quite hard to miss. Okay. Until 8 p.m. on Wednesdays. That sounds, yeah. sounds fabulous. Now, I wonder if you could give us a bit of background on the Crick Institute itself. Of course. Um, so the Crick is the largest biomedical research institute under one roof in Europe. And it officially opened in 2016 and was set up as like a partnership between lots of organisations. So the Medical Research Council, Cancer Research, the Wellcome Trust, and then University College London, Imperial College London and King's College London. So lots of people coming together. Wow. So the five institutions coming together. Yes, yeah. And kind of like it's this vision, which is at the heart of the Crick, is this idea of discovery without boundaries, you know, carrying out world-class discovery research, being able to collaborate with lots of different researchers from different places and understand how living things work and to drive benefits for human health, like really narrowing that gap between discovery and application, how it can be useful to us. Could you give us a, a bit of history on the, the Crick Institute in terms of when did it get started and perhaps Francis Crick himself? Oh, so it was sort of founded in 2016. Um, Francis Crick, he was part of the team that sort of discovered DNA. And it's, again, this idea of like discovery without boundaries, like going forward, finding out new things, doing some really exciting sort of interdisciplinary research is really at the heart of like what the Crick does. And that... 
the vision for the Institute founded on very much on the sort of the, from the man who co-discovered mm. DNA. Is there any insights into the, the individual? So although it was sort of like named after Crick himself, I think it's more about like the idea of like discovery rather yep. than like the man himself mm-hmm. and kind of like rather than focusing on the past, we're like looking more to the future and what we're going to discover next, I would right. say. And can you give us a snapshot of some of the research projects happening inside the Crick at the moment? Yeah, of course. Like there's interesting kind of discoveries happening at the Crick all the time. Something that was in the news recently was a study between sort of the causes of cancer and air pollution. And this was a huge change in the way we understand the link between air pollution and cancer. And it kind of explained a scientific mechanism of how pollution can lead to a disease, that disease in people that have never smoked. Um, But again, like something that is really interesting that I've already mentioned is this genome editing, which 80% of the labs use. Um, And recently, this was used to create sort of litters of mice that are single sex, like usually have like mixed mice, male and female, but to have like one set, um, like one gender is really great. And it can be used a bit more like sort of agricultural outputs as well. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. So how many people work or study there? Yeah, so there is about 2,000 staff and students who use their kind of wide-ranging knowledge and expertise to work across disciplines and explore biology at all levels. And, you know, this can be anything from, like, molecules um, through cells to entire organisms, from, like, analysing ancient DNA to tracking the evolution of cancer and even, like, understanding the earliest points of human development to tackling diseases that become more prevalent as we age. Um, The staff that work at the Crick are from over 70 different countries and they all have something quite unique to contribute. Obviously, we have the scientists, the specialists in science um, and people with very specific technical skills. But then we have the people supporting this unique science environment. Um, People like myself, who's like, you know, part of the public engagement team. Um, Quite interestingly, we recently had a group leader, so someone that like leads a lab, join us at the Crick who specialises in the philosophy of science, which I think sounds really exciting. Exciting, you know, moving to this world, this really interdisciplinary collaborative approach to kind of research. And sustainability and climate change, is it, it, does that get taken into account? Yeah, so at the moment, the Crick is working towards a net zero carbon target for 2040, and we're currently developing a sustainability strategy, which will hopefully embed sustainability across all aspects, including operations, as well as that kind of research side. Um, we're also like focusing more on those like behavioural changes, specifically kind of in the labs. So doing little things like turning off equipment overnight, closing fume hoods, Um, you know, thinking about how we can use our equipment more effectively. And, you know, at the moment, we've got maybe like 30 teams of all different sizes from the labs like signed up for that. And it's a start. Obviously, it's a process and we still have quite a long way to go. So what do you love about working at the Crick Institute? So firstly, I really like kind of that collaborative nature at the Crick. Like I've only been there since August, but everyone has been sort of so generous and kind with their time and really open to like working across different teams to bring something together. 
Um, I also like the fact that the team are willing to experiment and try something new, like Sip of Science, this format that I mentioned earlier. We're launching it on the 15th of March. There's going to be a cool evening event with like free cocktails, a collage workshop that you can drop into, a DJ. But just this idea of doing something a little bit different, just kind of experimenting and see where it goes, which also I think reflects quite nicely the nature of the exhibition, which is about cutting and pasting and changing and trying new things. Is it going to be quite interactive? Yeah, the exhibition's really interactive. It's quite like playful. You can vote on things, a giant dice that you can roll, lots of different scenarios to explore. Mm, am I going to be able to um, edit my gene or <laughs> my genes? Maybe not just yet, um, but you can definitely find out more about like how we might apply it in future. For example, um, with cows, obviously they produce quite a lot of methane, which is quite bad for like, you know, greenhouse gases, that kind of thing. And actually they found that this methane is kind of produced by sort of microbes inside certain cows and it's linked to their genome. So if we could edit that out of a cow's DNA, should we? Is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Kind of opening that up for debate. But there's lots of different scenarios to explore. Can't wait to actually come and visit. I didn't yeah, actually realise you could walk in. in. Yeah, so you yeah. can just walk in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you come through the front entrance and you can explore our exhibition. We don't currently do building tours, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, please do. We want it's even though I work there, it's quite like an intimidating building. Um, I find it a bit scary going in every day, but we're truly trying to like break that down. And you know, the community team, our program for sort of like families is really focused on that local area and wanting people to feel welcome in that space. And like that it's for them and I think we're starting to get there a little bit which is great. Great so tell me a little bit about the Cricks community engagement. There is a schools program at the Crick and I think the aim of it is to kind of have visit every school in Camden or have them come and visit us in our like purpose-built um, lab which is really cool for sort of schools and it's very very cute when they come in because every child has to wear a little lab coat which oh, is just amazing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's very very cute it's definitely a nice part of my day when I see that happening but yeah the team's working really hard on that kind of education aspect. To find out if my kids have actually visited <laughs> Yeah, sort of, you got, if you live here, they might have done. <laughs> probably have. I think one of them actually did visit recently. Any engagement with sort of the older older kids or or educational, I mean, perhaps even science um, science majors at universities, etc. So we do have like our work experience program, which is open to anyone who kind of goes to school in Camden or like lives in Camden. And that's kind of aimed at that sort of like 14 to 16 age gap as well. So like slightly older and the applications for that are currently open. I think they close in April. So that's something that's really interesting and exciting that's happening. Get in now. Yeah, get in now. Um, in terms, and I, well, because we're kind of partnered by these universities, we do have a lot of people that are studying for their PhD as well, um, mm. kind of as part of the structure here at the Crick. Well, you're obviously working within the borough of Camden. Have you had much of a chance to explore the borough? Yeah, like a little bit. I'd say, like, obviously, August I started, it was really, really hot. So I was, I was enjoying the air conditioning inside the building. Um, but it's been really nice to work somewhere that feels like connected to what's around it. Previous places I've worked, it's been like, it's very much a tourist destination. You don't really have anything to do with the people that sort of live in that area. Um, so it's been great to kind of like the, meet all the people in the local area. I must admit, kind of personally, as a bargain loving Brit, I love the charity shops in Kentish Town right. and around Camden. I'm always in there. And there's definitely some great pubs bars and cafes as well but I still feel like 
I'll wander down the street and I'll find something new. Like if I turn a slightly different direction, there's just so much going on. That's what we all love about living <laughs> in the borough of Camden. Thanks so much, Emily, for joining us here today on Camdenless. And that's all this week for Camdeners. Camdeners was recorded in Serendipity Studios in Arlington Road for the Camden Clean Air Initiative. Time.